Hey everybody, and welcome to the Passion Podcast. My name is Saora Love, and this is the place to be for all things to do with intimacy, relating, sex, polarity, and how we can all take more responsibility for what we experience in our lives. In this podcast, you'll find all the things you need to be able to understand yourself and your intimate connections more. Therefore, you'll be able to experience more passion, play, and deep satisfaction in your relationships and in all other areas of your life. This podcast is for all genders and sexual orientations, though we do use a lot of heteronormative language. Masculine and feminine are qualities that are in all beings and genders. We all express both and we all need both. This is the language that I'm choosing to use here because this is my own personal experience. This is my identity and therefore informs how I show up. So I'm acknowledging this at the outset and any impact that this might create. None of this is absolute truth. There's actually no such thing that can be put into words. So if it resonates, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, that is also great. I invite you to be really open-minded and get curious about what ways this does resonate for you. Because of the challenges facing men at this time and how men are socialized in our culture, I do a lot of exploring both men and the masculine on this podcast. We explore what is needed for men to find wholeness and embodiment. We look at how women can take more responsibility and how we can more accurately support the men in our lives. We also dive into what women need from themselves, each other, and from men in order to find true satisfaction. I believe that to evolve, we need to learn radical self-responsibility, but we also really need each other. Humans are truly capable of so much more depth, wholeness, and eloquence than we realize. I really hope you find this episode useful and that you find some real, tangible answers that you can integrate into your life. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to the Passion Podcast and today we have Segev Peretz with us. Hey Segev, how are you doing love? I'm doing fantastic, Sara. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for your time. It's my pleasure and an honor to be with you. Mm. Okay, well, I guess we can just dive right into it. Um, I would love for you to share with our audience um, a little bit about who you are and anything you feel inspired to share about your journey and your life experiences. Sure. Thank you. My name's Segev. I'm 46. I'm a dad of three boys, 11, 13, 23. I uh, was born in Israel and moved here um, at the age of three growing up in the States and had a pretty typical, you know, childhood and whatnot growing up in a relatively unconscious environment, being a conscious, naturally conscious being and growing up in a conscious environment. I've always been um, hungry for more, more depth, more, more spirit, more, more insight, more passion, more experience, more um, higher levels of conscious, more access to the uh, the VIP rooms of life that are, that are only accessible when we do the inner work and show up in the way that we show up. And um, I've I've had a a great journey 
from unconsciousness and into increasing consciousness and revisits back into unconsciousness and um, was married for um, 10 years in a, in a relationship that was not conscious and intentional because I didn't know how to do and be that in, in that, nor did my partner. We didn't know. And it was a very inverted uh, masculine, feminine polarity dynamic. Mm. Um, I mm-hmm. grew up the sensitive artist kid with who's very expressive and emotional and creative and really you know, very naturally comfortable in my feminine because I grew up mm. with modeling around me of the masculine that was um, what we would call toxic masculinity asterisks mm. there is no such thing as toxic masculinity everything that is referred to as toxic masculinity is not masculinity at all it's just wounding mm. running around harm um mm-hmm. and it happens to male bodies but uh true masculinity is 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 safe and protective and loving and um yeah mm. so i grew up with you know, men doing the best they can with what they knew, and my father included, being very sort of um, domineering and controlling and um, using anger and force, um, demanding respect rather than commanding respect, um, and unconscious. And I looked at all of that as bad, so I doubled down on my sensitive feminine side and got all these brownie points for not being that kind of a, a guy and Mm. was in the friend zone a lot um and um loved love always loved love um and loved sex but didn't know how to own that and didn't know how to Mm. be in command of that and you know Mm. went to a marriage and, and did what i thought everyone was supposed to do and played the game of happy wife happy life and um ended up depleted and empty and far away from myself and I made a mm. conscious decision to leave the marriage and from there I undertook I discovered men's work I owned and ran a summer camp for 15 years created it with my with my ex-wife and um it's a beautiful environment for children and a lot of magic and started to outgrow it and at one point in time shortly after um my marriage I was dating a woman and in her house and looking at her bookshelf and there was a book called the way of the superior man and i was like what's this mm-hmm. the way of the superior man <laughs> you should read that and um <laughs> and i yeah he was like you should you should read that and i i read it and it was a game changer for me and i signed up for a year-long study of material with some mm. powerful potent teachers who had studied under david data and from there, my life really took a different trajectory. I started to understand what my relationship to the masculine and feminine was. I didn't even know really what masculine and feminine meant and mm. began the work of cultivating my masculine to be able to meet my feminine, right? And be balanced and integrated man. And for a while, that looked like be more of a masculine expression. Um, I joined various men's organizations, continued to do men's work and started facilitating and coaching in these environments and um, and just recognize that this is where my passion and my heart is, is in, in always been in growth um, and, and spiritual evolution and advancement of consciousness, but in particularly working with men 
at first to help them cultivate their strong, safe, grounded, present, masculine energy and to be able to show up powerfully in their life as a stand for love and, and as a protective force. And it's beautiful work that I enjoy. And that's evolved into really bringing that into the work of high level conscious relating in relationships, which I'm deeply passionate about and that I get to practice with my partner and that I work with my, with my, with my clients. And I also work with couples. And so I'm engaged in the work of love and loving and teaching and, and working on how to love more, love better. Mm. Um, that's beautiful. That's Thank you so much. Yeah. It sounds like a very rich, um, journey and i love that you've um been able to channel that in in a way of really serving and helping other people what would you say are some of the myths about men that are out there and how have they hurt or challenged you that's a great question um there's a lot of myths um men are dangerous Men are only after one thing. Men are afraid of commitment. Um, nice guys finish last. Mm. Max, masculinity is toxic. Um, to be a good man, you have to be more like women. Um, men are only after one thing, sex. Men are pigs. All men lie and cheat. Um, men, yeah, yeah, men are lousy listeners. Um, it's easier to be a man than a woman in this world. I imagine that some people might find that one controversial to contend with. Um, to be a real man, you need to be aggressive and forceful. Um, another one is that men are dumb, bungling idiots who need women to take care of them or tell them what to do. That's the, that's who we get on TV and sitcoms and movies and commercials, right? Um, mm. uh, as a man that you're, you're either a pussy or an asshole. Let me say pussy in quotes. Um, lots of things like that. Boys don't cry. Men don't cry. Vulnerability equals weakness. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a, a plethora right there i really feel a lot, of myths. a lot of a lot of pain in my heart around it you know i really i really feel for men and and i also i really notice that what is actually required for men to actually become fully whole and embodied is is really so extreme it's like i really see that it's it's quite it's quite a task and I just feel so deeply called and inspired to do whatever I can to support that. Um, thank you. And I appreciate that. And, you know, don't feel sorry for us. Uh, no, but it's not about that... feeling sorry. It's about acknowledging the challenge. Yes. Thank you. That yeah, feels good. It's different. And yeah, I think it's overlooked a lot. And um, there's been a lot of attention, rightly so, on what women have to go through. Right the whole right. in the world and that's yeah. and that's something that was overlooked and ignored for many thousands of years mm -hmm. and so it's so important and so wonderful that we're in a time where that has been um 
in the process of being healed and mm-hmm. and uh, awoken to and and also there is the work of men too and the challenges that we face and and also that we're up for the task and that this is our work on this planet this is our role as men this is what we've incarnated to inherit and right. and, and embody and mm-hmm. undertake in in the process of healing and bringing god back to itself through the process of living so we're right. here right mm-hmm. yeah thank you but you know to answer your and, question of how has it hurt Sorry, yeah, man. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's confusing for boys growing up. What are you supposed mm-hmm. to be? What does it look, look like? Am I supposed to be tough? Am I supposed to not be tough? And, you know, thinking that who you are is inherently wrong just because you are you and you are a man and we are different than women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one example is that I think a lot of men have a lot of shame around their relationship to sex because of right. some of these and expectations insofar as that a man who um, has desire to be with multiple women, you know, there's always thinking of all men cheat, all men cheat, all men cheat. And um and that men who do are pigs right and that men who are not like are easily naturally just want to be with only one woman or who even have the desire to look at other women you know are pigs mm-hmm. or something like that their mm-hmm. mythology and you know that goes contrary to our biological right. evolution we're evolved right. to spread our seed far and wide Women are evolved to um, choose the one who's going to be there and be devoted and protect the offspring. And we're both, mm-hmm. as biological beings, evolved in a certain way. So as an as being a man in the world, you there's this pressure to, at times, be a way that you don't feel naturally inside and that there's shame attributed with your natural essence of being. And that's just one one expression of that yeah yeah thanks for sharing in what ways do women lose credibility with you how do women hurt or misunderstand men in relationships how do women lose credibility with me well one way is by expecting a level of devotion and commitment to expanding myself and leaning into meeting them in a way that they desire to be met at a level that is beyond what they're willing to give. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. How have you experienced that actually show up? Um, in my marriage, I experienced mm. that. I experienced a constant demand for me to um, expand, 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 expand without being met in that way or having any acknowledgement or compassion for who I am as a being or what I'm offering and giving. That's another way that women lose credibility is, 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 um, now I'll asterisk this with that one of the beautiful functions of, of a, of a woman in an, in an, in a conscious man's life is to demand more of him. Right. Right. I don't think that a man can really become the man he 
must become before he dies without being challenged by a woman who demands nothing less of him. Yeah, what have been some experiences of ways that that has actually been conveyed in a way that's felt really productive and inspiring to you? When a woman has called for more of you in a way that's actually really landed in a way that's been inspiring and productive. Yeah, I think that an essential component, first and foremost, in the soil which is fertile for this to grow, is that a man has to be inspired to by this woman right right um so what does a woman, that look like oh that's a deep question you're can we come, with, <laughs> can we come back to that because i want to finish this yes. thread. so sure thank you inspired like this woman is like okay he has to know that this woman has medicine for him right right and um and in then then there can be the trust and the the desire right. because I'm not going to be called forward by a woman who I don't, I'm not inspired by, who I believe has medicine for me. And so, right. so the way that I can be called forward, which I'm so blessed that I have a partner that does so beautifully now and, and mm. something I didn't in my, in my marriage, in my marriage, it was mm. criticism, mm. criticism, criticism, pointing, pointing, criticism, criticism, the shrew, the nag, whatever, that's a way that um those things can happen and i don't mean to call my anyone a true or nag i had a beautiful i'm grateful for my ex-wife for all that we've been through and 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 she's evolved in so many ways and is a beautiful person um we were just both unaware at that time and um but when a woman is constantly poking at a man and criticizing who he is without acknowledging mm. or without right. or without revealing her heart. Mm. Right? Mm. The thing that we will go through a mountain for, the thing that we will build bridges and empires for and and fight demons inside of us for and go out and hunt and work hard for, the thing that we will kill for is access to the love inside a woman's heart mm. mm -hmm. true access yeah and when that's blocked it's a violent it's violent mm. violent against our hearts there's no greater violence that a woman can be visited upon mm. a man or her man than blocking access to her heart. So when a woman shares, this is how I feel when you show up or don't show up in X, Y, Z way, and this is what it does to my heart and my being, that calls me full. Right. Because I care and I feel and I want to honor and hold her heart and feed it with love. But when there's no access to that and criticism without acknowledgement, it becomes um a thing that just creates walls and walls and separation and lack of trust and resentment and and a shrinking mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think most yeah women would not be with a shrunken man yep mm -hmm. um and that gets me really curious if you have any advice for men 
of how to, in like a really healthy way, call more of that out in their women, in their woman. Well, first and foremost, (laughs) yeah. First and foremost, before a man asks anything of his woman, he must look at himself Mm. and become energetically trustable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Very much safe, right? And 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 trustable. I don't just mean in terms of speaking honestly or not withholding or whatnot, but being being a man of integrity, being a man who is capacitated to handle emotional stress, um, being a man who is in alignment with who he is and his values, and who has regulation over his being an energy and knows how to be with what is and can invite feedback and um whose 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 hands your heart is safe in mm. so that's the first and foremost so the first thing that i would tell any man and i tell my clients is you you have to become this man before you ask anything of your woman beautiful from there you speak the truth say this is how i feel about you this is what i want for you this is what i need from you to give you Mm. what you want from me here's how i need i welcome your feedback i desire your feedback i need your feedback to become the Mm. man i want to be for you and for myself here's the way i need to receive it from you Here's the impact of when it goes the other way. Mm. Yeah. 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 Just for any men out there, just in confirmation of that, that lands in my system, just like, mm. yeah. So deeply beautiful. Thank you, love. Um, I feel like that leads into another question around like, what is it that you find attractive in a woman? What is it that is important for you and you look for in a partner? You know. Yeah. yeah. So in one word, I can say, I can say it in one word, which is mm-hmm. I'll say more. Don't worry, count on me for saying <laughs> more words. But um, radiance, mm. radiance. That attracted to radiance. Mm-hmm. Women think i shouldn't say women some women and in our culture it's promoted for them to think that it's about a certain thing about your appearance or your fashion or your style or your body size and shape or any of that it's it's not it's about are you in love with yourself are you on fire for yourself are you turned on by life are you doing what must be done to remove the obstructions for God and grace and love and creativity to flow through your being. Mm. Are you letting, are you radiating your being, your turn on for life mm-hmm. and for yourself? And um, so that's how I would define radiance, the glow from a woman who's just turned on by life and herself and isn't, seeking or making it the responsibility 
of a man to um, be turned on by life and herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. I'd say that's that's the main the main component. A woman who who you can feel, who allows herself to move, allows herself to express. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that just makes me curious suddenly, because um, uh, as I'm imagining that in my head, you know, like I'm I'm a dancer, so I, I often refer to life like on the dance floor because there's so much information about masculine and feminine and each individual that shows up on the dance floor. And it gets me curious around like, I, I sometimes wonder how much men are capable of seeing when a woman is really genuinely radiant or if there's like a striving and like, um, you know, like uh, looking for validation. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Any, any man who's half awake and even those who are a quarter awake, it's energetic. It's not in here. They might not even have any awareness of this, that they're looking for this, but you can tell the mm. same way I will present it to you as this. How do you know if a man is trustable or not? You just know in the right. first one second, right. you're in your presence. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You feel it. Yeah. You know it. You And many yeah. women might not have that language to give to it, but it's how their right. body exactly. feels. Exactly. Right. Same mm-hmm. thing. It's the reason why men, whoa, there goes radiance passed by me. They're not looking at the ass. Yeah. Maybe sometimes. Yeah, maybe but a little. <laughs> maybe, maybe a lot of the time. But yeah. it's the radiance. You see, it captivates you as the woman's like, whoa, there's something about her and how she walks mm. or how she moves or how she glows or the twinkle in her eye. You feel it. Mm. You can feel the strife. And the outward appearance yeah. might be uh, distracting, the striving, the woman who's striving and putting on outward appearances of that, you know, might might fool an unconscious man or might fool um, a less conscious man for, for, for a bit. But ultimately, it's just about the energetics. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a woman, that's a, just a continual journey, you know, of really being so congruent with your outer actions um, that it is actually coming from a, such a true place within. And and it, it, it just, it keeps going for me that that lesson continues to unfold with deeper and deeper lessons and more and more subtle ways, you know, and it's, it's a really... Um, it's a very important and crucial um, line of inquiry and observation within ourselves. I really feel. Yes. Beautiful. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'd like to asterisk, you know, add on to my answer from earlier about what I'm attracted to. So it's not necessarily like a woman doesn't need to be radiant all the time and just boom mm. and da, 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 da. So are mm. you, are you in, are you in the dynamic that you just said? Am I, am I devoted to the process the same way that for mm. me, the, the journey towards full embodied trustability and mature masculine leadership is never ending. And I don't embody that all the time. I forget. And luckily have a woman who reminds me simply by the way her body opens and closes in my presence. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know for me in in my connections in life in general, you know, it's not about like a man being absolutely unwavering. You know, for me, it's about what does he do when he realizes that there's been a waiver, you know, a blip, uh, you know, like uh, what does he do then? How does he actually be real with himself? How does he be really honest with himself first and then with me and, and then adjust? You know, that's really what it's all yeah. about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you committed to the endeavor of cultivating exactly. yourself and showing up? You know, yeah. In, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you have to share about the topic of personal freedom and sovereignty um, uh, with commitment, attachment, and yeah. Just that whole theme. I wonder what you have to share around that. Commitment, attachment, personal sovereignty. Okay. This is a big, this is a big one. Mm -hmm. The thing that has plagued men for a very long time. This is the, this is the crawl. This is the great challenge. It's the great thing that the creator is sitting and laughing at. Ha ha. <laughs> Good luck. Because biologically right we are we are the merging of consciousness and flesh right and um and we are both of those things we are not only one and and some you know traditions want to ignore the flesh and focus purely on consciousness and and, and some ways of thinking ignore consciousness and focus purely on us as human as flesh and it's really both and as spiritual being our purpose is to love and to come deeper and deeper back into the love that is what we are and is our essence which is not separate um and that's a that's what we're the work that we're here to do but we live in these meat suits that have evolved in a mm -hmm. physical environment over millions or billions of years or whatever mm -hmm. and in in a biological organism's primary function is to survive long enough to pass on genes to reproduce so that you can propagate the species, propagate your right. genes within the species. Right. So human male, flesh being, not spiritual being, human male and human female have two very opposite strategies for this. In the evolutionary environment, the male being's strategy for fulfilling its biological reason for being is to plant his seed in as many wombs as possible that's the evolutionary strategy for the male being that's what we're literally hardwired our reason for existing as organisms is to do that mm. and for to ensure that our seed gets spread as far as wide now the woman doesn't have billions of sperm to dispense the woman has limited eggs and only one at a time mm. and limited windows to do that and takes nine months and so as i'm not telling you anything you don't know of course but by the, by as a result what that leads to is that their strategy is to find the one who's going to have the greatest the greatest chance for for her genes to to, to move forward or for this one precious one that she has in her belly and then birth through her mm. to survive so she needs to find not only the man who's got the strong genes right mm -hmm. but the man who's also going to stay and protect and provide mm -hmm. and be committed mm -hmm. and not focus on all the other uh females that he has planted his sperm in but focus on me don't look at those other bitches please that's the 
good energy. You focus here, motherfucker. Are we allowed to curse? Okay. Too late anyways. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um so so ha ha. <laughs> good luck with that guys. And 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 insert every oh, wow. time that's happened in every relationship since the beginning of time. Mm. To that wow. equation. I'm wired for freedom and expression. Mm. You're wired for devotion. Mm. Right? Now, I'm not just a bag of meat with urges, and neither are you. We're spiritual beings who are here to love. And so we get to meet in the middle with that. Mm. And and I get to honor who you are and, and expand myself to meet who you are. And you get, mm. as a woman, to expand yourself to meet who I am. And, and what I was referring to earlier, I think that one of the things that plagues a lot of relationships right now and, and men and women is that so many women think that for the relationship to work, the man needs to leave his being and come over to her being right. And not rec and not recognizing that, no, they have to honor it. That right. This is in me. Right. No, right. It doesn't make me bigger a scumbag because my genes tell me to look at every ass that I see because my genes tell me that I'm supposed to plant sperm in that. So freedom and devotion, right? So here's the, here's the beautiful thing. I'm wired for freedom. She's wired for devotion. I'm also wired for devotion because mm. once I commit, mm. and this will speak to another question about commitment. You talked about commitment, right? Like there's this myth that men are afraid of commitment or don't want commitment. It's not true. We just have a process that's different from women's and criteria that we move through in our unconscious for deciphering and decoding whether which woman is the one that we're going to commit to. But once we choose that one, devotion, devotion, every man is wired for devotion in that way. And, and so we have, we have that both. And so, so what I experience as a man is that when, when who I am is dishonored and there isn't space for me to have my desires I become, I shrink back and I close and I'm less inspired to be devoted to you because I don't trust you mm -hmm. to um, honor who I am and not take away my sovereignty as a being. Yeah. And, and, but when I feel, it doesn't mean that I have to be given a green light to go and have sex with whoever I want, but when there's where room in the relationship for my desires to exist, what, what happens with those desires is for the relationship to be discussed. But when I have the freedom to be who I am and give my attention to things that I am inspired to give them to beyond my woman, when I'm given freedom, I'm activated into devotion. So the more freedom I get, the more devotion I, I am inspired to give. And the more devotion I give, the more safe she feels. And their nervous system is able to relax into giving more freedom. So there's this, there's this cycle of feeding itself, nourishing itself of the more freedom I give, the more devotion. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's the opposite when, when there's a withholding of freedom, then there's a withholding of devotion. And when there's a holding withholding of devotion, there's a withholding of freedom and whatnot. So the relationship between freedom and devotion is, critical to be aware of.
and moved into intentionally. Yeah, beautiful. Um, what do you have to share about the nice guy syndrome and recovering from the nice guy syndrome as a man? It's really hard recovery from the nice guy syndrome. Mm. And um, it's, I think like many um, addicts or alcoholics tend to not have movement towards recovery until they hit a rock bottom. Right. And right. there's a, and it's the same thing with the nice guy syndrome. Usually the, the, the only thing that's going to get you to recover from nice guy syndrome is the pain of what being in nice guy syndrome brings. And that's usually not accessing, having access to your woman's heart or not, not being in finding partnership at all, or, or a breakdown of relationship or, or being cold and closed, you know, in the relationship and, um, in that, you know, that was my journey, right? Like I understood that I thought that if I just do anything and everything to give my woman what she wants, she'll be happy. And then when she'll be mm. happy, then I'll have peace. That's mm -hmm. the mistake that many relationships go into. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, and when she's happy, then I'll get approval or I'll get access to her heart or her deepest expression of sex and eros. But it, it, it actually works the opposite because remember, um, what's the number one ingredient necessary for a woman to, um, feel safe with a man? Trustability, right? Yeah. Um, I trust in who you are. I trust you with my mm. life. Mm. And, but because I need to trust that when I lean, like if right. I was going to lean on a balcony railing, before I lean on it on the 12th floor, I'm going to push on it to make sure that it can hold me. And a woman's constantly doing that to a man through, right. through the relationship. I'm constantly testing. Can I trust you? Can I trust you? Can I trust you? Can I trust you? And if a man yeah. can be so easily swayed away from his values, his beliefs, his, his mm. wants and needs and what is good for him by a woman's mere wanting of it, then he's not trustable and her body knows mm -hmm. that. So maybe on a conscious level, she might want him to be nice guy and do what she wants, but her body's like not buying it and doesn't trust it. Can't trust you. You have no spine. You don't know right. how to say no to me. Yeah. So yeah. I think for a lot of guys it's a it's a it's it's a shock to the system to recognize that what you've been taught all this time is to be this nice guy and do the right and, and just you know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna not do the thing that I wanted to do because you want me to come and do this thing with you. But if if I if I really don't want to do it and I'm coming to do it, I'm violating integrity to myself and if i violate integrity to myself how can you trust me with your life mm -hmm. so the recovery mm -hmm. is it takes it takes it it takes nice guy syndrome to fail right for a man to look at what right. what needs to take its place right. and then as a journey into understanding like cultivating spine and strength and integrity and all of that mm. 
And it just makes me curious around like in your experience with men and in men's work, I'm, I'm curious if there's like one or two things that really just stick out to you as like common themes that keep coming up for men in general that they really grapple with in, in order to just feel whole in themselves and in their life or their relationships. Is there one or two main things that you witness that come up? I think it's being able to meet the constant demand of loving a woman. Wow. Um, and and having a desire for it to end, meaning for the demand to end. <laughs> um, <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's never that going to happen. happen. Thank God. No. Because her job yeah, right? is to sharpen you to the best version of yourself. And so it will never be enough. There is, mm. there's never enough. Now there's a way for that to happen responsibly in a relationship that honors all, all parties in the relationship right. rather than right. the constant bickering and pecking or whatever. Uh -huh. But, but if you're a conscious man who aspires to become the most expansive, deepest, best, most impactful highest version of yourself in this lifetime, the man you must become before you die. You need the constant demand of a woman to let you know where you're off. And so, so it's that relationship that men have to that demand that can really trip them up because if they see it as a negative thing, then they withdraw and resent and resist and close and go to numbing or booze and porn or my poker with the friends or whatever it is and just god this bitch leave me alone she never stops versus if it's done with love and intention and consciousness and a man receives it as a gift and he has to be also fierce about making sure that it's only delivered as a gift and being a stand for saying i will not yes. accept this irresponsible dumping of me or on me or whatever yeah um yeah, and, and, and desiring that feedback, you know, when my woman tells me where I'm not cutting it for her, mm -hmm. or I'm falling short, and things that are causing her to lose attraction um, or trust, like it fucking hurts. Yeah. And, and I have an impulse to like shrink, and there's a part of me that wants to defend, but I've done enough work to now to know just, just to be able to say, Thank you. Mm. So mm. that's one of the big, a big one. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like what you I think there's a little bit of a delay between us. So it, it, that's yeah. why this keeps yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to work oh, with it. Oh, you're fine, love. Um, yeah, I just, I really appreciate your responses. I feel like they're so grounded in a level of um, awareness and I can really, um, I really get to experience and feel how much you have really consciously explored all these things. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, well, we have time for one more question. So, um, what do you believe the true embodied honorable honorable man looks and feels like? 
I'm going to go with feels like nice. first and foremost and probably only. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, safe. Mm. Strong and safe at the same time. If I can really boil it down to two things, strong and safe at the same time. Mm. And then, then you can boil it down into like what equals strong, what are the qualities and, and things that, that create strength and, and what are the qualities that create safety. Um, because ultimately it's, it's about, it's about trust and there needs to be safety. And so a man who can bring forth the savage in him, the killer, the ferocious beast when needed and with appropriate expression. And a man who you can feel and feel his love and feel the saint in him you know this idea of the savage mm. and the saint mm. a man must be both mm. king leonidas from 300 and you know christ consciousness or buddha love mm -hmm. or whatever bodied in one being um, and there can be elaborations from there and the words i would say are grounded calm centered connected to his body and his breath uh, intentional in integrity to his values disciplined in his practices um, devoted to his mission above all else including his woman um, skillful at making himself available for the right things at the right time energetically available emotionally available mm -hmm. physically available yeah, I think that's painting the picture. Thank you so much. I have really enjoyed this. I feel like I feel like this is really like juicy and I really feel confident that this is gonna support people and um really grateful for your time and your willingness to participate and yeah, thank you so much. It's my pleasure, and yeah, I'm passionate about these topics, these things, these endeavors, and I and I and I'm passionate about this work, and um, I think that this is the, the the healing of the of the planet is is through the healing of the relationship between masculine and feminine, both internally within our beings and with men and women together, because our our shared purpose as men and women is to um, create heaven on earth together. As only we can do together so it's really yes. important work and, and i get lit up by it so thank you for asking beautiful questions mm, yeah um and i want to know if you want to share anything with people about where they can find you online and things like that yeah thank you so yeah as i mentioned i work with men in one-on-one -on -one containers i work uh, with couples in relationship containers i also work with women um in terms of healing the relationship to to their their inner relationship to the masculine and to the feminine and mm. whatnot so if anyone and i you know we'll be having um retreats and in-person events coming down the pipeline and um if anyone wanted to reach me you can just find me on facebook segev peretz on facebook or you can shoot me an email 
segevkaretz at gmail.com. I don't have any fancy other outlets. Yeah, we'll have your links in the show notes. Really, really appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Sarah. Look forward to more. Bye, love. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you were able to get something from it and it was helpful. Please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And please send this episode to at least one person. It goes a long way to get this info to people who can really benefit from it. So thanks again and I hope you'll join us for our next episode.